team builder launched four years ago, call it 2013-ish, 2014. Now 10 people doing a million bucks in ARR. That's doubled year over year from October 2017 when they're doing about half a million bucks a year. They've done this all bootstrap, serving about a thousand customers. Their ideal customer is kind of, you know, the one strength coach that a high school might have that has to work with 300, uh, you know, athletes, you know, who are highly competitive. So scaling nicely, 90% net, sorry, 90% revenue retention annually. Too early to look at CAC and LTV and things like that, but generally speaking, growing in a healthy manner. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Hewitt Tomlin. Having worked in sales and marketing for three software startups for many years, he decided to launch a software company with his college roommate with the decision to bootstrap without any outside capital. They've got a strong passion for sales and athletic performance, and the company has grown to nearly 10 employees and over a million bucks in ARR. The company is called teambuilder.com. Hewitt, are you ready to take us to the top? That's right. Yeah. All right. What's the company? Okay. So it's teambuilder.com. What's the company doing and how do you make money? Well, we're a software as a service company, which there are a lot of those out there. Um, But at the time when we built it, software as a service wasn't uh, as popular of a model. And as former collegiate athletes, we actually saw that our strength coaches, you know, performance coach was writing our workout programs on Excel, printing out paper packets and handing it to us. Um, And when we did a little bit of digging, we found out that the entire industry used Excel and printed paper because at that point, it was just like an industry standard. Well, my roommate uh, and teammate at the time was programming, and I was interested in business. So we just kind of put our heads together and said, this would be a fun project. And like a lot of companies that you see today, the project evolved into a product and the product evolved into a company. That's great. I love that. And you just passed, you said 10 employees and a million bucks in ARR? That's right. Yeah, we've been in existence for about five years now, and uh, we just reached that threshold. Uh, but as a bootstrap company, we, we did not seek any outside capital. To date, we have not raised a cent in outside capital or any kind of capital. We've been bootstrapped the whole time. And launched in 2013, you said, five years ago? Yeah, five years ago. That's great. So so walk me through, and, and sorry, so a million bucks in AR and how many customers today? Uh, we're probably reaching close to a thousand. About a thousand. Okay, so so break down like one of their stories for me. What are they paying you for specifically? Well, um, let's take our average customer. This is a high school, uh, a high school strength coach, and this high school is probably certified and has a master's degree in kinesiology or physiology. Um, but that coach, nonetheless, is in charge of training competitively three hundred athletes. So anytime you have a three hundred to one ratio. Uh, there's going to be some inefficiency there. And by principle, my workout programs are more effective for someone if they're individualized for that person. But if you think about individualizing 300 programs, that's just not a possible task. Our software helps that coach write more individualized programming by basically saving them time and effort in the actual process of assigning and prescribing training programs, but also collecting data through our digital interface so that data is not written on paper or on a whiteboard. It's collected on an app, really simple. We can populate charts and graphs, and then we can reassign their athletes um, new kind of goals based on their performance without a coach manually having to do this for each athlete. Interesting. Okay. And is the kind of the high school use case a really strong use case for you? That's your main demographic? Massively, because uh, high schools typically, if they're able to afford a strength coach, they can only afford one. Um, and they have typically dozens, if not hundreds of athletes. So that's a very typical use case. Yeah. You see the same thing in small colleges. And then you think of a bad use case. Think about a well-endowed collegiate program like in Alabama. Um, When you're that well-endowed, you have the money and resources to just fix those problems with brute force. You could just hire a lot of people and throw a lot of bodies at it. But, you know, that's not the case. And for the rest of the market, that's where we come in. That's great. Now, what about churn? So when someone starts paying you, is it pretty sticky? What's your revenue churn over the past year? 
that's the name of the game for any SaaS company, and we're no different. So um, churn for us means that we have to constantly provide new value. Um, that's where we believe that uh, a, a SaaS product is not something you build once and sell over and over again. Um, our product team is in-house. It's not outsourced, and we have to deliver on new features, take customer feedback. If a customer is not being listened to, it's hard for them to shell out the same amount of money year after year. So, so, so what is the churn, our, though? How, how, how good are you doing at this? What's the, what's the retention today? If, if no one touched customer retention, meaning if no one was in that role, um, then we would churn out 20% of our customers. But the fully dedicated customer success manager, someone whose role is retention, um, we actually reduce that churn to 10% per year. So we retain 90% of customers year over year. That's good. So 90% and that's on a logo basis and a revenue basis? Um, that's on a, a revenue basis. Okay. Got, that's great. That's really great. So 90% revenue retention. And then talk to me about getting these new customers. So what's the sales process look like? We're purely inbound. And that stems from the fact that we're bootstrapped. We don't purchase a lot in terms of web ads. We don't acquire a lot of leads in terms of web ads. We try to stay away from that rabbit hole. Um, so we focus on uh, customer uh, or content generation, bringing people to our top of funnel and then basically building a large audience that way. So a lot of our content generation is done in-house, but also by our customers. Uh, a lot of our customers are happy to write blogs. They're happy to do interviews and share their expertise. And then we brand it and then leverage it into uh, content that attracts you know, uh, people to our website. And so, I mean, if you ignore paid spend, because it looks like you're not doing a ton of paid spend, but if you like your, you look at your fully weighted customer acquisition costs, so include any sales, people, marketing, people, onboarding, people, et cetera, well, what are you spending to a get, you know, to get one of these new high schools paying? Um, that's, that's our sales demo. It's an online demo. It's not different from what we're doing now. If we can get a coach to spend 30 minutes with us on the phone and to do an online screen share demo, that's the number one tool in our toolbox that creates the highest conversion. So when a lead kind of reaches the part of the funnel where we feel like sales can maybe schedule a demo with this person, that's what we zero in on. And then once we get that person uh, on the demo, typically we've sold them, but the sale is not over. Um, they then have to go to someone on their end and get funds approved. And we've been through that process. So some of our sales collateral that we hand our prospects after the demo um, is actually sales collateral that doesn't directly speak to them per se, but it speaks to the person above them, usually an administrator. And it talks to them in business language, return on investment, cost savings, efficiency. Um, so it's kind of a two-pronged sales process, one up front for the prospect and then for the decision maker in the background. Yeah, no, Hewitt, I understand that. So, so when you look at that salesperson, right, and that that function that you're repping every single month, right? So if one sales rep is doing 20 demos and they're closing 50%, you can back in, you know, you get the salesperson's salary, you can back into what your CAC is based off the efficiency of that person. So I'm trying to get a sense of how efficient are you guys we're probably dialing in at with sales qualified leads, converting about 25 to 30% of them. Okay. So do you have one, you have 10 people right now. How many of them are sales? We only have one salesperson. Okay. One, and so how many new customers are you adding per month? We're probably adding, I'd say we're probably adding somewhere between 40 and 50 new customers a month. Okay. So if we have 40, so right now you're at a million bucks and call it ARR, you got a thousand customers. I think that comes out to about 83 bucks a month. If you're adding 40 new customers per month at an $83 a month price point, right? That's like three grand essentially in, in kind of new sales. If you look at what you pay your sales rep, it's probably, I imagine their salary. I don't know what it is. We don't have to disclose that, but it's either higher or lower than kind of three grand per month. I mean, do you look at that kind of efficiency yet or, or are you guys too early really to be like, tuning those turns 
No, I, I do look at those. But if we interpret those things literally, if we search for our ROI on every decision and try to quantify it, I think sometimes you lose the forest for the trees. I can tell sometimes when we're acquiring customers at a really, really high clip and it's not worth it. And we test those things out and then we back off really quickly and then we know when we do it efficiently. So your figure is not far off, but there is a lot of stuff that goes into lead generation before then. And then the, every sales process is not that easy. Some are longer than others. Um, so there's some things that kind of distort that CAC, um, but around the same ballpark, we, we always stay conscious of it. We have no choice. We're a bootstrap company. We can't you know acquire customers really expensively. Mm-hmm. No, no, I get, I mean, I get that. That's why I'm asking, right? So the only way for you to accelerate growth without raising additional capital is for you to fine tune this, this CAC. It's get your payback period really low. It's, but first you have to know what the CAC is. It sounds like to me, they're like, like I've asked for a number a couple of times. You, it's not something you look at. You don't know what your dollar CAC is. No. No, we don't. We yeah. don't. I ballpark it. I, I don't write it down. No. Yeah, it's just too early. Um, okay, very good. And then where's the whole team based? You guys, there's 10 of you guys. Uh, we're all based here in Landover. And then some freelancers are based in Denver. Okay, Mar- good. Maryland and Denver. And give me a sense of growth rate. So a year ago today, you're at a million bucks in AR today. A year ago today, where were we at? Uh, probably half a million. Oh, good. Okay. So about that's still, you know, look, that's still pretty good. You know, year over year growth has most of that come from just adding new customers or expanding old customers. Mostly from adding new customers, we expand, but expanding customers is, is not a significant uh, portion of our growth. That's great. So what's, I mean, what's the next move? How, how do you get to 5 million bucks a year? Well, we're getting in the business of helping trainers um, sell programming online. So there's a market for people who want to purchase training programs over the web. Um, you see it on Instagram a lot, but there's a sub market it's for more traditional strength and conditioning style programming. Um, we have the medium to help people deliver programming. And then if we can efficiently help people actually set up the logistics of transacting those programs, that's our new market for us. And we see other people doing it too, because there's a lot of promise in that business. Yeah. Have you guys looked at, at um, using something like venture debt to fuel growth. So you're not having to take dilution, but it's still friendly. I've looked at some of those things, not, not that one per se, but I have seen, um, uh, models out there that do operate like that. I would do it, but I look at my company's size and we doubled in the past year without it. And I'm not unhappy with that. Um, so I don't necessarily see, I, I see the benefits of throwing fuel on the fire, um, but the fire hasn't stopped growing. So for me, it, it's like um, it's a good product, but my pain point is not painful enough to to loop that in yet. Well, yeah, look, it's always hard to quantify what could have happened if you had X, right? So like, sure, you doubled without money, but what if you would have 4X with it, right? Like you have no, you just have no idea, right? So like, I mean, I'm not advocating you take it or not. I'm just curious if it's something you'd considered. Always consider it. I always keep an open mind. Um, and at some point I have, my intuition tells me that my intuition then would tell me that it is the right thing to do when there's so much opportunity. And that's what we've gone with so far. So at the moment, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. And then at the point where we feel like it's right, I'd be open to it. Yeah. Um, you're not, you're not, you're planning though. That's one thing. Venture, that's one thing. You're planning on staying bootstrapped for a while, right? Are, are you in any acquisition talks right now or talks to raise capital? Yeah, for, yeah, for our roadmap at the moment, um, bootstrap next 12 months, 100%. Yeah, that's great. Very good. All right, Hewitt, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? 
You know, I was given this book called The Ultimate Sales Machine by a guy named Chet Holmes. It was in my first job. And the VC, actually, that invested in the startup I worked for handed it to me. Um, and I love this guy because he wasn't new age. I think he wrote the book in the 90s. Uh, but it worked so well for me and worked so well for my psyche um, that I just love it. And I still give it to employees at my company. Number two, name an under-the-radar CEO that you really respect. That's a good question. I think there are a lot of underrated CEOs out there. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Um, Just like I don't a know. favorite in it, Maryland. It, who, who do you get lunch with when you're stressed out? It's a good question. Well, I would say that uh, probably it's V Band. He, he was a CEO of a company called Contactually. And uh, I worked for him, have a lot of respect for him. And of course, I love him. He, he's well known in the DC area, but I think naturally people will know him, but he's something, he's someone to know. Yeah. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? HubSpot. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight. And what's your situation? Married, single kiddos? Married, one dog. One dog, I could. And how old are you? 28. 28. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, be more confident than you think you are. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Be More Confident Team Builder launched four years ago. Call it 2013-ish, 2014. Now 10 people doing a million bucks in ARR. That's doubled year over year from October 2017 when they're doing about half a million bucks a year. They've done this all bootstrap, serving about a thousand customers. Their ideal customer is kind of, you know, the one strength coach that a high school might have that has to work with 300, uh, you know, athletes, you know, who are highly competitive. So scaling nicely, 90% net, re sorry, 90% revenue retention annually. Too early to look at CAC and LTV and things like that, but generally speaking, growing in a healthy manner. Hewitt, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks for having me.